everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello, welcome to your favorite show, the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in. We have a guest for you today. Her name is Whitney Maxwell from Bloom Music Studio. Yes. She is a pianist. That's yeah. really what I just wanted to say. Yeah. Like she <laughs> plays piano. Amazing. Let me quick do her bio because it's short and I like short ones. So after leaving corporate world in t- 2007, Whitney's path has taken her around the actual world as a dueling piano. What would you call yourself? Just like a musician. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And like the true musician of like, what song you want me to play? Boom, you're on it. That wasn't part of the bio. Uh, and she is her teacher and CFO. Uh, she also gives lessons. Welcome to the show, Whitney. I'm yes. glad you're here. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So first, um, this is Aaron. Aaron, you got Whitney to come yeah. on. Yeah. And she's a pianist. That's such a cool name to say. So <laughs> how did you even get into that? And did you have to do a lot of lessons? Okay. Where do we start? Right. So... <laughs> We, let's see, where do we start? Where do we start? Piano lessons growing up. Okay. My whole life. And you loved those or did, did not love it? You did. I did. Okay. I was one who practiced. Uh, I loved my teacher. I was in it. I was in it yep. for 10 years. Yeah. And we, we did classical music. We did a lot of, we did a lot of um, reading music. And then when I was about 18, I started playing at church mm. and I said, okay, where's my sheet music? And they don't give you shit. What's that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I, and I had, you know, a decent theory background. We did a little, I did maybe one or two competitions growing up. Okay. Um, And with that, you do have to have some writing and scale. You have to know the theory. But we just read music. She was very classically trained. And so then I began the whole journey of learning how to play from a lead sheet, learning how to accompany the worship team, that kind of thing. Oh, man. So that was a whole different style. (laughs) Aaron and I are like, we are out of our element here. (laughs) No, this is like why it's so extra fascinating. I'm like, oh, I think I know what you're saying. (laughs) Right, because if you you think about traditional music, you know, they have the book up there Uh and all the notes are there. Yeah. And if you you learn to read well, you can play every single note and you don't create anything. You, You take the information and you recreate that. Right, but when you're playing in um, any type of band, or whether it be like a worship type band or a band at the club, they don't give you the sheet music. They sure so don't. They sure don't. You got to know the chords. Yeah. You got to know when to play. You got to know when not to play. So. so in my head, it's the when you're watching a movie and they're like oh. people are sitting around and start playing, get something going, and they see the guitars starting going along with it. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I'm so musical. This is, we're staying with us. Yeah, we're staying with <laughs> poor Whitney. Miss Whitney, okay, first off, if you're the first time listener to the show, why in the world are you listening? One, it's because of Whitney, and she's that cool. Yeah. But Aaron and I are financial advisors, like to help people invest in themselves. The reason why we wanted you on the show today is because you've done that. You've taken a passion of yours, and you've created a business, and you can pay the bills with your passion. 
holy cow. That is something that not a lot of people, one, have enough, I don't know, gumption to do, risk tolerance, but also tenacity to do it. Mm -hmm. So in 2007, Mm -hmm. this is not what you were doing for a full-time gig. What were you doing then? Out of college, I worked corporate. I did Wells Fargo. I worked for a logistics company. (laughs) And I always taught piano on the side to supplement. And then I, my mom is also a piano teacher, and so she has been a big part of, she didn't teach me, but um, we are essentially now colleagues in a way, because we talk talk all the time, all the time. And so she she has taught my whole life, Mm. and when I, let's see, in 2007, I had stumbled on a new a new uh, method and it was very different it was no reading at all where there were just these patterns on the page that had nothing to do with music and we taught kids how to play songs with zero music based on patterns and this is so random but the Des Moines Register did an article on me in like 2006 2007 and it was first in Juice. Do you guys remember Juice? Oh, I remember Juice. Oh, I loved Whitney, Juice. Whitney, I'm with you. You okay. keep going. This right? is amazing. So Juice was for the... The hipster. Yeah, yeah the 20, like, come on. 20s and 30s. Yep. And it might be before your time. It was. Okay. Yeah, Not oh, me. So Whitney, sad. I'm right with you. Oh, okay, thank you. So Juice came out and it was all about like what was going on in Des Moines and it was activities. And the who's who. The who's who. Yep. And so of course I, got, you are. I got a little, little page in juice and nothing happened. Well, what they didn't tell me is that the register could possibly pick it up as well. And think, you know, think, I think this was like 2006. I actually have the, oh, I meant to bring the article. You should have brought the article. It's framed. So, so back in this time, you know, internet, um, it it wasn't what it is, right? There was no social, well, I don't know. It it was the, it was the newspaper. Yeah, it was the newspaper. And juice. It it mattered. It It mattered. mattered. And so then um, I woke up one morning and someone messaged me and they said, you're on the front page of the Des Moines Register. Oh my goodness, Whitney. I want your autograph. This is so good. uh, I had, at the time, I had 30 students. And so that's, you know. That's a pretty significant. A great amount. For a part-time gig, by the way. Right. Supplement what? Exactly. So (laughs) I was happy with it, and it was going well. And after that article came out, I went from 30 to 90. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. And I quit Wells Fargo. Yeah, you did. And And that was a hard decision. Right. Right. So, okay. yeah, so that that started my first full-time teaching um, experience, I guess. And I did that for, I, I'm from Ankeny, so I did that in Ankeny. Huh. And then I stumbled into dueling pianos while I was doing that. But here, there's no place that you can do it full-time. In Des Moines, there is not a full-time, you can learn it, learn the gig, work the gig, pay your bills. Yeah. But there are clubs around the world. That you can. That you can. If you're... Good. Let me just say that, right? Yeah. And so I dabbled in it here, and then I found a place in Branson, Missouri. Oh, yeah, you did. You (laughs) kind of look like you could totally rock the Branson, Missouri. Like, yeah, I like it. Oh, okay. All right. So I went down there and auditioned, and I was not good, but he was willing to take a chance. Sure. And he trained me. This was the, they called it the entertainment director. The entertainment director at that particular club, which was called Ernie Biggs. 
they uh, took a chance, and I moved to Branson, and turns out Branson is not my jam. It's not. It is not. So I spent about a year there. What part of it's not your jam? Oh, man. Um, I was your jam, because I was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, just, it's a small town. At the time, there were like a million tourists a year, just some crazy high number. Right. That could be exaggerating, but a lot of people come through, but maybe 10,000 people live there. Right. And so it's, it's a small town, but it's heavy tourist town. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, yeah, it was okay. Right. But then it's I got, a whole nother feel. It's a whole nother feel. Um, we are less than 10 minutes from Arkansas. Um, just a different mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then there was a spot in Kansas City that opened up. And no, I moved there and that yeah. was great because then instead of being six hours from home, I was three. Yeah. And I love Kansas City's great. It really is. So I did a year at a club there and then I did two How was the learning curve, by the way? Let's oh, go back to Branson. Horrible. 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 Why? Hard. I mean I can only imagine. Hard. I have no idea what to do, but So, you know, with dueling pianos you essentially want to be able to know or fake any song because we are making a large part of our money from the tips and the song requests. Yeah. So right. you want and also the demographic of Branson was such that it was it was um, a slightly older crowd, mm-hmm. and so that meant older requests. Yeah, um, you know, right. and so just le- learning the songs, learning the gig, it takes months, takes years to, <clears throat> to get comfortable. Right. And that was just piano. At that particular club, I only played piano, and that was maybe even a good thing because that was I, I'm confident in my piano playing ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas a lot of people will start this gig and don't really play the piano. They might be trained singers or they might be more entertainers. I came with really strong piano skills. Whereas when I moved to the other clubs, then I learned drums and bass, and then you right. start to jump on the other instruments and things like that. But I feel like I'm totally kiboing this, but because poor Aaron has a lot of questions. But what did I'm you do with the ninety? This. What did you do with the ninety people that you were teaching piano? Oh, okay, right. So I, I I taught for a few years, and then I actually tra- I I moved to Branson in April, and I transitioned them to my mom's studio. Mm. Because we uh, we would co-teach, we had our separate studios, but we would co-teach as well, and so it was a really natural transition. We're very similar, yeah, real easy. And then the, those who wanted to continue in the fall did. Yeah, okay. So okay. they finished out that school year with her, April May, and then and oh, and also when I moved to Branson, I thought, well, I'm going to try this. I signed a three month lease, and I thought, well, if you know, we'll try the summer. That's actually smart. And maybe yeah. we'll be back. And then I realized three months is not enough time. So, to really fully no. engage. Mm-mm. Did your mom pay you for those clients or just you just, just handle them? I just give them to her. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. This yeah. is all questions yeah. I have. Okay, so question that I have. Um, you're back in... No, here's a random question. Are okay. you ready for this? Yes. Off the wall. Okay. What is your karaoke song? Like, if you're oh, going to go up man. to the karaoke, what is your song, Whitney? I have to be honest, I avoid karaoke. Now. I don't care if you're a good singer. I'm just saying, like, oh. if you had to and nobody was there, it's in your own wow. confines of your own house, what would it be? You know, one of the biggest crowd pleasers is always I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Oh, yeah. 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 That would be a good one. Okay. People just love it. I yeah. think instead of bios, we should just ask that question. You could tell a lot about a person. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, so now you're back back into it. Sorry for that brief uh, hiatus. You did Branson, then you're in Kansas City. Yep. It's going well. And then what? Then, so in Kansas City, I worked for a club called Howl at the Moon. 
I don't know if that would be anything you'd be Not familiar me, with. It. But it's the I'm largest. Sure it's prestigious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the largest uh, dueling piano chain in the probably in the world, really. And oh, wow. then there are four Norwegian cruise line ships that have what's called a Howl at the Moon show. Wow. It's it's really just the name, but um, Howl would be Howl's in Chicago. It's it's all over the U.S. And so I was at Howl at the Moon in Kansas City, and then I got the opportunity to go down to Orlando. So I did two years yeah. in Orlando at Howl at the Moon. Wow. And that was, you looked like you were, that was a fond experience. That was a great move. Yeah. Really excellent, excellent talent down there. Awesome people. It was good. Fun. And it was, you know, it's like Branson, but on steroids. Yeah. Because it's, it's Without your the old tourists. Yeah. <laughs> but already a way bigger city, lots to do. Florida, hot, nice weather. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah. Right? I don't even know where to start with the questions because this is such a different world. What, what do you think one of the biggest time frames that when you're going down this journey that was like, oh, like, yes, I want to, mm. because it's had to be hard to learn, like you mentioned. But when was that, was there a defining moment where you're like, yes, I love this and I'm all in? Oh, that's a great question. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it just kept working. Yeah. And as I got better, mm. then the confidence did grow. But there's not one day that you're like, oh, I'm really good now. Okay. I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. It just, I, I, I loved it. And I mm. typically, like, before that, I would have probably considered myself, well, I'm very introverted. Uh, I can be on the quiet side. I can be on the soft spot. I'm an Enneagram nine for anybody who's into that. That yeah. is totally my wife. Yeah. You just want to please everybody. Yes. Avoid confrontation at all mm-hmm. costs. You want to minimize yourself. You want uh-huh. to hang out in the corner. And yeah. so I, when I wanted to try this, mm. I wanted to see if I could essentially run a room, you know, yeah. control a room, not in a weird way, but in a just no, know, entertainment way. Right. Yeah. Because you, they ha- you have to command them. You, you know, you tell them when to sing, you tell them what actions to do, how to participate. When you bring people up on stage for celebrations, you are, you're like, you're in. Yeah. So I, I thought, can I do that? Is, is that even a part of my makeup? And, but it is. And it's so fascinating because as you describe yourself, you would think, to do what you're well, personality wise is that's got to be kind of scary yeah for Definitely. nine mm-hmm. and you figured it out yeah <laughs> i guess i like it that's yeah. awesome I'm taking notes like crazy um let's talk about your faith okay. in all this because mm-hmm. i feel like it's been strong mm-hmm. so tell me about that kind of journey of your faith okay. through your journey of your career and we haven't even got to the part where you're here yet so okay sorry we're taking a little longer in your no. past but i yeah. feel like it's fast yeah I'm game. So, gosh, we grew up, we did a little time in um, Pentecostal, so we oh, did some Assembly yeah. of God. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Holy and Spirit. Then, uh-huh, he was there. And then uh, some Baptists. We did Baptist wow. for a while. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And since then, non-denominational. Okay. And I, I'll jump ahead a little, but when I left Orlando and I moved home, What that meant was I no longer had a home club, and home would be Des Moines. Mm -hmm. And so once I got back here, it got trickier because I was on the road every weekend. Mm -hmm. And so 
I have spent some time playing and being a part of some of the local churches in the area, one in Ankeny um, a while back, and one uh, kind of in the Beaverdale area. But other than that, it's it's always been an integral and huge part of my life, but the consistency in attendance has been really tricky on the road. Yeah, yeah I did totally. Some longer contracts on cruises, and so... Bible studies, things that I can do when I am in town that are shorter have have been my goal. Mm-hmm. And now, now that I'm here essentially all the time, I gig maybe once a month now, so it's, mm-hmm. it's low. Um, but since I've been back, I've mostly been at a church in Johnston. Sure. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. All right, back so we're, Florida. we're back in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where, where are we so going good. from Florida now? We did that. Like, well, okay. cruise ships, I bet. Yeah. You're going on cruise ships? Um, yes. So, yes. So when you work at a club that you are an employee of, they need you there all the time, right? To do whatever you, yep. are, you need to do. Yeah. Um, in some of them, you are actually W-2 yep. status. Okay. And so, you know, you have to ask for time off. You have to um, wow. go to rehearsal. You are playing with the same group of people all the time. So the positives of that are you can get really tight with your um, like people. with your with your people both musically you know you you can work up amazing band songs because you'll have some you know five instruments going you can work on your parts and you can work on your harmonies and then of course just the relationships and then you get to sleep at home every night it's yeah. a beautiful thing it's That's a beautiful nice. thing yeah. right? right and the so, downsides right and so then the downsides are you are an employee uh-huh. And so I hit a point in the spring of 2009 where I, or no, sorry, 2013, where I said I'm ready to do more. And I also had the opportunity to do a contract in Switzerland. And they let me, Howl at the Moon let me go. And I did that and I thought, oh, um, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. this is, yep. Yeah. I, Whitney's I, gone. I'm gone. Peace I immediately out. booked another Swiss, Swiss contract and, and Oddly enough, you cannot do Howl at the Moon cruise contracts if you work at Howl at the Moon. Very oh. weird. Right. Because any of the Howl at the Moon cruise players, it's all 1099. Oh, you okay. Are, right. You are right. You're your own business. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so I just, I thought, I want to I want to play with more people. The more people you play with, honestly, the, the better you can get. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because the challenge is real. You get into a rut with uh, the same group. You know what songs they're probably going to start with. You know what jokes they're going to say. Uh-huh. It's it's kind it's becomes kind of routine. Yeah. But when you've never played with someone and and they start the show, you're along for the ride. And so it's a whole different feel. Mm-hmm. Whole different ball game. I bet the thrill is a lot more like it's yeah. Just a whole Which one new... do you prefer? There are there are perks to both. Yeah, I bet. I I love freedom. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Ad lib mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. like your jam. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to fl- you're going on a cruise. How did that transition go? Like, oh, right. you had to quit your job, but maybe it's because you're going to Switzerland. That was pretty easy to do. They were very cool. Uh, yeah. we, we left on good terms, and the very first thing I did when I left was actually a short military tour in Japan. So I wow. drove I drove home from no. Florida to Iowa, and a couple days later flew to Tokyo, <laughs> and then we did a I think it was Air Force in Misawa. And I ended up being really, really sick, so it was actually horrible. Oh, no. It hurts a lot to fly, like your ears when you're... Yes. Yeah. It was really yeah. painful, and then I was sick. 
so the shows were the, the experience wasn't amazing because of that mm-hmm. but that is what kicked off my my 1099 journey yeah, my yeah. contractor journey which is scary to do mm-hmm. right especially driving you're going to places that are you don't speak our language mm-hmm. and things it's like interesting that. with your kind of high level you were an employee doing a job that wasn't for whitney mm-hmm. then you jumped out and you did your own deal with 90 of your favorite little friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you pull back into a passion of yours, but as an employee. Right. And now you're pulling back into this world of, okay, 1099, Mm -hmm. doing what you do. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm just, for my brain, to let the listeners know how I'm thinking through this. Yeah, and with that that transition, I've lost track of which one that is, (laughs) but now I am responsible for finding myself work. Wow. So now I have to connect and um, network and find places to go. Still number nine. Still nine on the Enneagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And um, gosh, I don't even know how that all came together. I just started reaching out to players. They will often give you a chance. They'll let you come. And so then I ended up falling into mostly a Midwest rotation. I would go to Nebraska Oklahoma actually it was probably my favorite room. That's really not Midwest, but it seems they, Midwest. Yeah, it's not far. Far it's drivable. Yeah. I, I flew, but um, I drove it many times too. It was about eight hours. Chicago, so, Madison. You know, sh- no? Chicago. Uh, Chicago has so many players, and Chicago rooms do not pay travel. So that's what you have to find. You have yeah. to find the rooms that pay travel. Look at you. And some yeah. pay driving travel. Some pay airfare. And so you just find your people. And I found them. And then that was enough to keep me as booked as I wanted. And then I would do cruises as I wanted. For so. sure. So what's the difference in the atmosphere on a cruise to like in a club? I'd rather do club. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah? Oh, for sure. Why? Because they like willingly paid to be there or like they did. Where a cruise, it's like, oh, this is what we're going to do tonight. Okay, fair. That's me. The yeah. only advantage of the cruise is they're in vacation mode. Oh, they're going to oh, get it. Yeah. They don't have to drive home. They don't have to drive home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well played. Oh, that's one of the jokes. That's one of the jokes on stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to drive, so let's, let's do let's a toast. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. So cruises, oh man, cruises from a from a performer standpoint can be isolating, yeah, lonely, yeah, yeah. monotonous. Yeah. You know, you don't have you have to pay for very slow, expensive internet. So you're not streaming, you're not you're not Dang. connected. Yeah, you're isolated. Yeah. And if you do it with players that you enjoy working with, it's a blast. Okay. But I have done it both ways. Yeah. And so it's less, it's just less enjoyable. Yeah. You're away from, and plus, you know, with that, you're fully away. Someone needs to be checking on your animals. Someone needs to be taking care of your oh, home. Oh, man. You're gone, gone. Whereas with the other ones, it was often you would leave Thursday, come home Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would get Sunday potentially to start your recovery yeah <laughs> and then monday tuesday wednesday and then start it over again wow gotcha. so do you ever track to like where you made more money either on a hmm. cruise or in clubs on average i mean i know it's probably differs to club to club and it does vary club to club with cruises it i think it's getting more and more this way every year but people don't have cash on them necessarily okay. mm-hmm. 
like they do in a club. And even right. since, even with COVID and all of the changes that have happened lately, people are doing Venmo now. You yeah. know, you put a, a table, gosh, what are those called? A table tent out with your Venmo code and people scan it and they can pay you that way, which is crazy. And in my day, we didn't really do that as much because yeah. it's cash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. Which is kind of nice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, For other reasons. Yeah. For other reasons. Uh, okay. So, uh, cruise is quick. Small, co- close quarters. Mm-hmm. You're sleeping in really weird. You don't have a balcony. It's, no. You know, yeah, you're really tight. You do have a porthole. Oh, um, that's... Which, which is helpful. Probably just you for you. Because you're, you're talented. Some people don't have that. We were guest entertainers, so we did get it. Yeah, you it, did. Yeah. And then, <laughs> usually every uh, person on a cruise ship has a secondary job. Oh, you mean like staff? Yeah, or mm-hmm. like if things go south, this is what we need you to do. Whitney. Oh yes, yes. What was your job? We were guest entertainers. So you just like, hey, everything's fine. We the nothing. ship's on fire. We did. We're have good. To, we did have to do weekly drills. Okay. Right. <laughs> so once a week, you have to go stand in a room for a couple hours with a life jacket. Okay. And then you have to go outside and. Yeah. That apparently taught us what we needed to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> totally yeah. equipped to help everybody. Don't. Anything ever go south on mm-hmm. a ship? The worst ship contract was uh, when there was a... So so illness spreads really quickly mm-hmm. on a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a gastro outbreak. Mm. So gastro um, issues are very, very serious. Yeah. And you are actually... It's mandated that you report them if you have them. That's how serious it is, and serious. And this particular cruise was a two-week, two-week oh, voyage, which Whitney. meant our average age was a little bit higher because those who that are taking two-week trips yeah. are not always yeah. working parents yeah. and families. So it's a little bit older demographic, and I don't know if that's why, but this has never happened on any of the other ships. We actually, it was like a, a precursor for us for to COVID because we had to isolate for nineteen days. Whoa. So we had to sit in our cabin for 19 days, and we were allowed to come out for our show. So we have four shows a week. We were allowed to go to our stage and do our show for four, four shows a week. Um, they took away all of our other privileges. We were no longer allowed to eat. We were no longer allowed to be anywhere on the ship. So we had to go to crew mess to eat, which we had never been to crew mess before. And, you know, granted, that's where everyone eats. A lot of people eat, and, yeah, and, and that's yeah. fine. It was just a different experience. But you're an entertainer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm Whitney, okay? Yeah. I, I will be totally honest and tell you that not one player that I work with would take a contract if it was those parameters. For sure. It oh, just, wow. We just wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's already a lot. Hard enough. To do the crime. Yeah. Mean, there's, there's great things. You see great places. You get to do amazing things. The, there's trade-offs though. Yeah. And so those 19, our mental health, I watched and, and there's the, the TV shows are on loop, you know, so there might oh be like my. four episodes just. of one show that just loop. Oh so, no. So there's Tap me out. certain seasons of, of like down Abbey where I've seen those four episodes eight times. And then you can rent, you could rent DVDs. You could borrow DVDs. Uh, no, those were actually free. You could go check them out from the DVD library. So you could get different things. But, you know, you can't, you can read, you can practice. And then they would let us out on some of the port days. During, during the Basically, you're in prison. Dur- if, uh, it yes. felt like that during the quarantine. Yeah. 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 
Okay, yeah. we're gonna go back because I have so many questions, and we're just gonna just stop them and just we're gonna keep moving on. Okay. So you're now in Switzerland, and then you went to the cruise, and then now where are you at? It just depends on the month. I I ended up taking four contracts in Switzerland, and that is such a such a run. Recently? Thing. No. Okay. No, they. Um, I don't know that they're bringing Americans in much any. Well, since COVID, I don't yeah, know at all that to be honest. Things. But I was a French major in college. <laughs> Accidentally, huh. not on purpose. Sounds about right. You accidentally do She's that. a nine. She's not going to confront anybody. No. Just like we're going for it. And yeah. I didn't want to make a decision. <laughs> and I didn't want to spend any more money on an undergraduate degree when I didn't know what I wanted to do. Wise. So I was in France for a year in college, my junior year. And that got me, that and all my other courses got me enough credits to be a French major. And my advisor said, well, you have a French degree. And I said, you know what? I'll take it. And Deal, yeah. then I was done. And so there's a small portion of Switzerland that is French speaking. Okay. And so when I did those Swiss contracts, I was able to just be in the French um, part, the French culture of Switzerland. The, I was able to go over to France and see friends. Mm. I was able to do part of the show in French. And so it was like the most fur- full circle thing because... I never would have imagined making any money in music and or using French. And then now here I am doing both. Super yeah. random. Where'd you go? Where'd you get your French degree? Iowa State. Iowa State. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay, so then you come back and now you find yourself in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Is there any other career things that we need to talk about before you got to Iowa? Or no. You're back. So COVID back. kind of halted things yes so 2013 i moved back traveled for seven years almost seven years and was really honestly ready to transition out anyway i i the late nights it's Mm. hard you would have 5 a.m flights after finishing a show at 2 a.m wow and you know you're maybe by tuesday you start to feel normal and then you leave thursday and it just it takes a toll. It takes a toll, and mm-hmm. everything about it is is not is not um, con, not condoning. But like you, you're you do your best to live a healthy lifestyle, but then you're it's star- not sustainable. It's not sustainable, right. and then you're starving because you are low on sleep, and so then you're eating in the airport, and you're making bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. so you're you're underhydrated. You're potentially not eating well. You may not be working out, and I never really wanted to commit a lot to a gym membership because if you're gone more than 50% of the time. What's the point? Right. So, so it just was time. Yeah. It was time. And I had, I had taught piano part time. Once I moved back, I started teaching again, like in 2017, but then I had a couple longer cruise contracts. So then I took a year off and then bam, COVID Mm -hmm. and everything is shut down, obviously. And so it was a year of hodgepodge, cleaning cleaning and i found an office that i could work in um i started going to homes yep. and that's where i met this guy yeah she like came into our home in Tatalina. Mm-hmm. man you're a hustler mm-hmm. yeah and didn't want to go back to like an employee no because you're too talented and you've seen it work Right. Yeah. I, right. I, couldn't, I couldn't go back. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it proves that statement. Once you take that leap, you, do, mm-hmm. you don't go back. Mm-hmm. You go in common. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And the, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gypsy and I want the freedom. And I also um, have done Airbnb since 2014. And so that was supplementing my income 
and I purchased a duplex in 2016. Oh, good. So that really helped in COVID too. I was able to rent out, honestly, both sides. I just kind of kicked myself out of my own house. And Kindred spirits. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Kindred spirits. So I hustled hard for the first couple of years. I didn't live in my house much at all. Wow. I just stayed with friends or I was on the road. And I actually just shut that down about a year and a half ago. I said, you are no longer allowed to kick yourself out of your house. Right. I would actually set up a futon at my studio and spent wow. nights in my studio and showered at Planet Fitness just to get things off the ground. And wow. Airbnb, man, they, they, they say, hey, can we book? And you're like, It's okay. hard to say no. <laughs> sure. Whitney, and then the money just comes in. Whitney, I'm hearing what you're saying. So, yeah. so, the other, so this is a while back. We were counseling two people. They were newly married. They're like, we want to get into rentals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And they're like, but we can't. Like, we have no money. And I was like, why don't you rent out your own house? And they're like, no, you can't really do that. Like, I was like, well, you could. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I came home that and I was like, I don't know if it was that day, but it was it was soon after that meeting. And I was like, hey, would we ever do this to my wife? And she was like, okay, but we're doing it my way if we do it. Which meant that she's going to buy all new, you know, Beautiful. yep, yep, mm-hmm. comforters and sheets. And like, anyway, so we've done it. We've done it. And you have no idea. Like, so you know, I know what you're saying. Oh, Whitney, yeah. I'm like you and I kindred spirits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I guess having all these little um, pockets of income, yeah, I just thought I, you know, that wouldn't work for me anymore. It is. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. We don't need to go into it because that's not about the show, but it's just hard getting your house in order Mm -hmm. as well as trying to figure out everything else. Like, so although that money might be good, you've got to think about the sacrifices you're making in order to get that money. And is it worth it? Right. You decided no more. No more. Okay. But I want to highlight the grind. Like, uh-huh. the grind you had to go through to get this back up and running. And then you the, went through it. The current studio now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were airbnb you're mm-hmm. sleeping in your studio, That's traveling. Cool. I remember seeing you at the Des Moines Home Garden Show. Yeah. And you were, like, asking questions about the booth. And um, I, I don't know if you thought this, but maybe it's like, is this worth it? Yeah, and no, that, I, I thought that. You know, is, is but I did it anyway. Yeah, I got a booth at the Des Moines Home and Garden Show, which is like to where people go to play piano. No, this was now to promote. I'm kind of jumping ahead. This is now to promote the studio. Yeah, okay. studio yeah. of the pianist. Yes. Okay. Of the current business. Okay, Bloom. that which is Bloom Music yes. Studio. Yeah. Okay, yes. thank you. Right, mm-hmm. there. Yeah, no, that, exactly. You read right. Like mm-hmm. that's because you know we have to get up and running and do those things, and I did like. Stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I, for me, nothing came from it. But the hustle, like the hustle, yeah, I'm just loving the hustle. I love the hustle stories. I know for sure I got two students from that. Sweet. So at, at the very least, actually, it would be more than break even because one is still there, and one was really little. And I, th- she did a year, and now she, she was three, and so I think she'll probably hmm. be back. Oh, awesome! And so technically. It, it was worth it. Would I do it again? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. But it was a lot of those things in the first. You got to do something. You got to try something. Mm-hmm. And it feels better to try something even if it doesn't work because then you feel like you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm right there. Okay. We went to farmer's markets. We. Wow. I'm um, trying to think of where all we've. And what, what I loved about that 
is it gave the students a chance to come play. Uh-huh. So it uh-huh. became a performance opportunity Commercial. for them. Commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're like in a real environment in a, you know, Doing people it. are walking by. Yeah. So, that was fun because like the... You know, nobody would be there, and then they start playing, and people just stop to watch. She they, played. Yeah, yeah. Elena did play. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so great. tell me where you're at now. You do Bloom Music Studio, and this is the new Whitney Mac. This is it. This is it. Yeah. It is my whole personality is this now. Okay. Um, gosh, so I signed the lease in December of 2020, 2020 and I opened January nineteenth of twenty twenty one. And today, I think we have 200 students this month. Holy cow. And um, we have four other teachers. Oh. And it's just... Amazing. Yeah. Your mom's still... She moved. No. She don't deserted, do that to me. Deserted yeah. me. Gosh. She, um, she came back a couple of weeks ago for my birthday and... She asked what I wanted, and I said, I want you to co-teach with me. And so I want she, you to move back, actually. Right. She knows that. That is definitely, that would be the number one present. But she came in for a night and co-taught with me, and it was awesome. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. She's Whitney, in the that's great. Chicago area now. She's teaching out there. But yeah. Wonderful. Well, how's the, how, like, what are the biggest things you're, because you're hiring people then. Mm-hmm. So what different difficulties have you had? Because you've always kind of been your own boss and stuff. Now you're managing people. It's a whole different world. It is a whole different world. For number nine. I feel you, number nine. Because I I have a wife that's a number nine. So I have to see different things through her eyes. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. this is not your... That was not part of my dream. Yeah. And it's been a huge learning curve for me. Yeah. Growth area. The, The growth area. Character development. The ones that uh, I have are so fantastic, and I feel really grateful for, to have them. And it's it's good to just learn how to manage people and take conflict head on, and um, be have create really strong boundaries and and create cohesiveness. It's it's been a journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and my options really were. Raise my prices and uh-huh. stay me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bring people on to take. And, you know, I think in some in some areas, you know, coaches and things like that, you, you can charge thousands. You, you, sure you can. can. Right. And you can, you could do that in this, too. Realistically, you're not going to charge $500. You can't really if you want to be uncommon. Right. Because you just want to impact people. Right. right? Like, you you're, want to bless other people with the gift that you have. And in order to do that, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Right. right. So good that you did that. Of course you did that. Yeah. It makes sense. But it does challenge you mm-hmm. to stretch yourself in ways you never thought you would be able to do it. Definitely. Yeah, you're unique. I mean, I know like I am not musical. I know my, my wife's a little more musical, so you guys can have your guys' talks. But I know when you were coming over to our house during the pandemic to help teach Elena. Like you guys got into conversations about disabilities and learning and all those and how the brain works. So like you really get into it. It's not just like a piano lesson, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. like you're helping combat other things mm-hmm. while teaching piano. You're a life coach. Mm-hmm. You're a pr- pretend psychologist. You're a, you're a cheerleader. Yeah. You're all of that. You're all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal and amazing. Like, when you think about it, cause I'm not musical at all. Like, I am, like, the, I don't, I can't read music. 
so it's not my strength and it never will be but that's okay and but it's so cool to see that come from that side because mm-hmm. for me i'm looking at the athlete side yeah, right and it makes such yeah. sense there and when i see the musical side i'm like no you know like before him but then he starts seems like oh my gosh it's like it is just like that mm-hmm. and maybe even a little bit better it's mm-hmm. it's the reason why people put their kids in taekwondo mm-hmm because it's not about Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use it to, you know, you're yeah. not going to break boards. No. But what you are going to use it for is a confidence builder mm-hmm. and discipline. discipline. Yep. And all the other ancillary things that you get. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, it's the dojo. <laughs> it's the person that's pouring into them is what you're really going after to yeah. make sure that you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. So you're perfect. You've hit your, you've hit your stride. You've followed the breadcrumbs <laughs> to where you're at now. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you utilize not only your passions, but your experiences to craft where you are now. Mm-hmm. Man, this has been a hugely enjoyable interview amazing. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nailed you. it. Knocked it out of the park. Okay. How do our listeners hear more about Bloom Music Studio, about you, Whitney Maxwell? Uh, well, they can always go to our website. Okay. www.bloommusicstudio.com. Okay. And then our socials where we do Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And Perfect. my only goal right now with socials is just having fun good um i enjoy your tiktoks they're they're silly they're goofy people reach out and say i enjoy seeing these and they're not looking for piano and just just kind of looking to bring lightheartedness into it and not be serious and try to make you know a piano student for for 10 years right we hope they do that but we just want we want music to be Whatever part of their journey it is, we want to be part of that with them and make it joyful and kind of eradicate some of the um, stereotypes of learning music growing yeah. up for us. And kind of in our generation, it was, you know, it might have been with a little old lady. And- Mrs. Sheltanis. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you. Oh, my gosh. Miss- no way. Oh, yeah. That's Nuh-uh. mine. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it was the devil. That's why I don't Oh, my mean. goodness. Yeah. See, you know her? <laughs> Wow, this is awesome. Small world. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm totally going to send this to my mom. <laughs> we're, oh trying my to, we're trying to reframe it. We're trying to create a new environment, uh, make it fun, make it um, enjoy, enjoyable, make it yeah. engaging. Yeah. Have them learn through play and, and not just a serious, structured 30 minutes that's just you and the teacher yeah that's good that how was many a big tangent i don't know yeah. no that those was great tangents are milling <laughs> uh how many students would you like to impact like what is your kind of goal oh, that's or a great do you question. just not know like i'm just the next student i'm going to give my best yeah okay right now in our current space we it's starting to feel cramped and so i guess at this point we're looking at do we want to stay where we are and status quo or do we want to take it to the next level? And that is that is unanswerable right now because mm-hmm. <laughs> so that would involve a lot of big changes. It would involve a move, more equipment, making sure we have great staff. And it's a whole world. It's a whole world. Yeah. So TBD. Yeah, good. Whitney Maxwell, you are a pleasure. Thank this you so amazing. much. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommonwealth Partners. Be sure to visit uncommonwealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.